Welcome to our podcast, The Real Encanto, The Art of Generational Trauma. I'm your host, Kayla Caballero, and today I will be talking with my research team about the new Disney movie Encanto and the true art behind the movie. This will include the use of color, character powers, and the portrayal of trauma in Hispanic households, and how the movie came to be. With a special guest, Azul Jimenez, who has experienced generational trauma in the household firsthand, as well as digesting an interview with Lynn Manuel Miranda to give us more insight on the music and research that goes into making such an iconic movie. Okay, so today I am here with my research team. Hello, I'm Andy Gavario. I'm the analyzer. Uh, I'm Aaron Jimenez. I'm the researcher. And I'm Shelby Georges, the interviewer. Okay, so who watched the Oscars last night? Oh, I saw that Encanto won the Academy Award. For what? The uh, Best Animated Feature Film. Yeah, but did you see Megan Thee Stallion remixing too? We Don't Talk About Bruno? I'll play the clip. I like the references to the to Let It Go, the Frozen song. This makes me have high hopes for Encanto, not just being a popular bandwagon thing, but potentially a way to show the new generation the message behind the music and the choice of powers in the characters. Okay, hold up, guys. I think I feel like we got ahead of ourselves. Okay, sorry. So, Encanto is now a Golden Globe and Oscar-winning film that was created by the director, Jared Bush, and the storyline came from the interests of Lin-Manuel Miranda. This movie was a more colorful and relatable way to express the trauma that goes into Hispanic culture and households with that trauma of leaving everything you know and having to start over. It features the main character, Mirabel, who comes from the family and is considered the black sheep as to the fact that she's the only one without Encanto. The Spanish translation for Encanto is Miracle, and basically all the children and grandchildren have powers. The powers somehow relate to their personalities. The first three are triplets, um, which are Bruno, Peppa, and Julieta. The first one, Bruno, who we're not supposed to talk about, has the power of seeing the future. And it, But this power made him an outcast, and no one ever seemed to benefit from him. Oh, and then there's Peppa. She's the one whose feelings control the weather. I relate to her because she's always told not to let her emotions show because her power is to control the weather based on her emotions. Then there's the last triplet who seems to be the healer of the family. Her name is Huleta. She has the power of healing through food, which is almost how some of our parents are. They use food to help us cope with hard times. That character really does remind me of my mother. Every time we were sick or weren't feeling well, she would cook for us. Every time we had a bad game or something in school was not going right, she would cook for us. Okay, but now on to the grandchildren. So there's the oldest, Isabella, who I find so much relation to. She's always being told to be perfect and always feels that she has to be better than everyone to win over her grandmother's approval. 
I understand the need to act perfect, almost like everyone is watching. There is, then, there is next, the sister Luisa, who is always under so much constant pressure to be the strong one and hold it together for her town and her family. This is because she has the power of strength and so many people rely on her and this causes a lot of amount of stress. Then there are the cousins, Dolores and Camilo. Dolores is an innocent cousin that has the ability to hear everything. This allows her to know everything going around on town. This reminds me of my cousin who is very chismosa. Camilo is the other cousin that has the ability to shapeshift and become anyone. I relate to this character because I'm able to shift and slash adapt my personality based on who I'm hanging out with. I relate to Antonio because when he's first introduced, he's insecure and kind of shy. <laughs> Uh, when he is about to get his gift, he's worried that he won't get one, uh, like Maribel. Uh, when it comes to me, I feel like uh, I am thinking too much about the future, and I get worried too easily. And to, but, but to be honest, most of the things I worry about aren't even a big deal. So now that we explained the movie a bit, let's take a deeper dive into the art of Encanto. I have a video here that will let us look how Encanto... That will let us... Fuck. was really fun. I'm part of the amazing Madrigal. I'm sure there's behind the scenes footage to show how much fun I was having. Stephanie, yes! Go. 17 seconds in, we can see in the video that the person that plays Maribel is in Colombia. And later down the video, we can hear Manuel say that he had embraced himself in the Colombian music. How do you think this benefits the movie? I love how they travel to Colombia so that they can embrace the culture and so the movie could be as accurate as possible. This allows the culture in the movie to be accurate and not offend anyone's culture. I totally agree with you, Shelby. Not only does this make the movie accurate, it also makes it a little easier for the for the actors to get into the role actually, and actually be the character. They got first-hand experience when it comes down to seeing how people in Colombia behave. We're going to tell a story that was inspired by Colombia. We wanted it to feel true. We went and visited the Kokora Valley, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to. We knew this is where the home of the Madrigal should be. Hola, casita. Music! The music in this film is amazing. We were so fortunate to have Lin-Manuel involved so early on. Let's go! It was an amazing experience immersing myself in the music of Colombia. It was such a joy writing songs for these incredible characters. Eh? To work with Lin-Manuel is so exciting, man. He always had that perfect little secret touch. Yeah! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What's going on? The magic is in danger. This movie, it's about family and your role within your family. I hope that people go see it with their families. I think people will see themselves in the different family members. Lin-Manuel lets us know the motive behind this movie. When I saw the movie, I could definitely see myself as one of the characters. I really do enjoy watching the movie and relating to the people in my family to certain characters in the movie. What are your thoughts on this, Anthony? I agree, Shelby. While I was watching the movie, I could definitely see myself when it comes to the roles. Kayla, how do you feel about this? Do you think they did a good job in completing the goal? I agree with both of y'all. I could definitely see me and my family when it comes to the roles in the Madrigal family, just because we're so big. And when it comes to your second question, Anthony, I believe they did achieve that goal. They were able to make the characters and what they were doing and what they were going through more relatable, especially to the families that share similar culture and to the Colombian people especially. Normally everyone has a role in a family and the creators did an amazing job making this beautiful family have their perfect roles. 
I totally agree with you, Kayla. What an amazing job by everyone that helped create this film. It's just a joyous experience. To me, it's really important to tell stories where there's goodness and hope in the world. And I think Disney does that so beautifully. The fate of the family is going to come down to you. I will see the magic. I'm so, so happy because it's the first time that we meet. You know, we did this movie in a studio. We didn't really get to know each other. And now we're here. And it's the first time I'm going to see the movie in the big screen. So I'm super excited. This is my first time seeing the movie with an audience. That is very rare for the premiere to actually... This is the first time I'm meeting half our cast in person. I've only met them through Zoom windows. Um, I've coached them through their songs uh, via Zoom window. So I just hugged Veronica Falcón for the first time in my life and Adasa for the first time. Um, I just saw Auli'i who played Moana. Um, so it's very full circle for me. I'm very thrilled to be here. It's a dream come true. I've always wanted to work with Disney's. Here we find out that none or very few of the cast members actually met throughout making the film. Many of them met for the first time at the premiere. I feel like that's crazy how they were able to produce such an amazing film without even meeting in person. The chemistry was there even though they never actually met. Yeah, and then they met for the first time and they just got along. It looks like they were they have known each other for a long time. Yeah, it does. The art behind Encanto is truly amazing. So now we should take a look into Kayla's interview with our Colombia expert, Omar Flores. So I am here with Omar Flores to talk about the movie Encanto. So where are you originally from, Omar? Yo soy de Bogota, Colombia. Have you ever watched Encanto? Uh, yeah, maybe around five times already. Do you think the movie does a good job at showing the truth that is in Hispanic households? I'd say definitely yes, just because of the portrayal of family pressure, which is something I, I think most most Hispanic immigrants can relate to, especially with uh, college coming up for me. Do you feel like there's a drift between the generations? Um, in what way? Just that um, like older people like our grandparents have a different perspective than us as the great-grandchildren or even our children would feel from them? I'd say definitely, yeah, just because I feel like uh, as generations have uh, gone forward, there's uh, more more available information in a way, just like um, our parents didn't have, or grandparents didn't have, like, uh, most of the stuff we have now, uh, like an example, like media, social media, which is something I'd say is where most of us get our information from and they didn't have that. So I feel like that affects how us, the younger generation, views more uh, specific things. Well, would you feel that you related to any characters in the movie and why? Um, I would say maybe Peppa, just because of the, the same way um, her emotions affect the weather. I'd say uh, my emotions always get the best of me and affect the way my day goes. Do you feel that your family puts too much pressure on you, especially since you technically are just a kid? Uh, I'd say yeah, sometimes, just mainly because uh, I'm the oldest and the first generation student. Uh, so there's a lot of pressure in that and with graduating and uh, 
since I'm the oldest, they also stress that I have to be a role model for my younger siblings. Are there any traditions in your family that you consider unique or really relate to your culture? I don't really know if it relates to my culture, but I'd say something uh, that's pretty like a family tradition is how we celebrate New Year's more than Christmas in a way, just because that's when uh, most of the family comes together. It's on New Year's. And it's always just like a really big uh, like celebration at my grandparents' house for New Year's. And it's like full of family and Christmas is like mostly spread out through like the families. But uh, New Year's is always like at my grandma's house. Well, thank you, Omar. Of course. So thank you so much, Omar, for wanting to be a part of this episode. I always like to hear what younger people have to say. It's always nice to get like a different perspective on topic. Yeah, I get that. And it's really cool to see how the, the most current generation are taking these movies as a way to express themselves, making them feel as though they can speak out and people will actually listen to them. Encanto has really spoken to our generation and the ones below us just because it's highlighting all the trauma we experienced as children and seen our parents and siblings go through. I'm just really impressed about all the research that went into making this movie. From what I understand, the movie was being produced at really at the beginning of COVID and took off during the peak. That probably made going to Colombia in the beginning of this movie very difficult. I actually heard that the entire making of the movie, no cast members or anyone at the production team got sick. Overall, they were very careful and the movie came out so good, especially main, mainly all the production team meetings were via Zoom. I find that funny because I was struggling to get through some sophomore and junior year, let alone all the stress and responsibility they had to have to undergo and produce this $50 million masterpiece. At the beginning of April, they made over $228 million from the movie. That is alone five times the profit. The movie was only given a 30-day trial period to be on Disney Plus in December, within two weeks and not already breaking the most rewatched records at the point it was time for them to take it to theaters. Well, today we got to take a deeper dive into the movie and understand the art and mind that went into such an iconic movie. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you'll find your very own Encanto soon.